This is the Alabama Sports Podcast. I'm Jamie Sparks. And I'm Landon Holtman. And tonight we got a good guest with us. His name's Ross Lowry. He's actually from Georgia, but he has killed a monster Alabama buck. And most people have to go to out, of, out of state to kill bucks like this. Well, he come from another state to Alabama to kill a buck like this. Thanks for being on the show, Ross. Thank you for having me. Man, I tell you what, uh, a friend sent me the, uh, the picture of your buck through through Facebook Messenger and all. And, uh, you know, I got in touch with him, and he said, man, this is a great story. you got to hear it. And I can't wait to hear it. I, I hadn't asked you anything about the deer all day long. I know we tried to talk a little bit earlier, but uh, I really didn't, I hadn't got any of the info on it. So, man, I, I can't wait to hear about this buck. First of all, people want to know, is it is it free range or was it a high fence? No, it's free range. All right. And was it with a bow or muzzleloader? Muzzleloader. All right. Well, man, tell us about this this buck, this hunt, man. We want to we want to know all about it. Well, it's kind of a it's kind of a long long story. Man, uh, we got plenty of time. Well, about uh, not not last season, but the season before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a really nice deer here by my house that I was hunting and uh, somebody killed him. Uh, the neighbors killed him. I mean, legal and all that, but right. it happened. I was kind of frustrated with it. And uh, a buddy of mine that lives here by me, I was talking to him one day and I was like, man, I need to find me somewhere down there in Alabama to hunt because the season's longer. Right. And uh, he was like, well, I got that. I got that land over in Cherokee County, so we'll go over there one day. He said, we've hunted it, but we don't ever see much. So we went one day, and we didn't see a deer. And uh, he said, uh, you can come back if you want to. I said, well, I might come down and put out some cameras or one thing or another. And uh, I put some cameras out and was gone for a couple of weeks, and come back it had stowed while i was gone i come back and went down there middle part of december and pulled the cameras this deer was on the camera wow and uh i mean he was he was really nice then yeah uh, the biggest deer i'd ever seen so i just i didn't know nothing about this place i just hung a couple of stands and went to hunting and it's it's a lot of pines there's no really open area uh to speak of at all and uh but i was just i was all i was set up all wrong the, the wind swirls and then planted trees and oh, yeah. just i didn't i got one glimpse of him in a hole through a cutover one afternoon before dark all i saw was his horns mm. just long enough to get me excited about everything and went through the rest of that season there in 17 and didn't see you know any more sign of him other than the trail cam pics right so last fall i went back down there and put my cameras up and within two days i got pictures of him it's like he just hanging out waiting on me to come back and put the camera up yeah so i said well i'm gonna rethink this and uh, hunt this deer right and put a little put a little effort into getting me some lanes through them trees and 
about tore the tractor up and everything else. Oh, yeah. Got me a lane and thought it would be perfect. And the deer go across the lane so fast you don't even have a chance. Hmm. So uh, I got to noticing that all of my pictures, I was getting good pictures uh, on the side of a road that just cut, I mean, just a tra- more or less a trail right. that cut through there. It had a lot of privets and stuff on it. And those deer were, were feeding on them privets. So I set up uh, a ground line where I could see, you know, a good piece down that road and and hunted him there. I saw a lot more deer that way. And uh, first part of January, about the first week of January, one day he walks out in this road and I take me a crack at him and he jumps and kicks and like I, I almost packed my stuff up. I thought, you know, had no doubts he was going to be laying up there dead mm. and went up there. And the first thing I found was a big chunk of meat with hair in it. And it Ooh. just makes you sick, you know? Mm. Oh yeah. And, uh, never found no blood. Uh, had a buddy of mine come up and help me look and we never found nothing. Mm. So I was just kind of just, you know, disgusted. Devastated. Yeah. And, uh, give it a few days. I had to leave the next day and I give it three or four days there to, for him to have time to die, the buzzards come around or whatever. And I went back down there on the horse and rode for a day or so looking and then pull the cards on the cameras and he was back on the camera. And, uh, you could see he had a big, had a big spot on his shoulder there. It was all pussed up. And, you know, you could tell where it hit him. Right and, in the uh, shoulder, I, the front right shoulder. In the sh- right in the front shoulder. Yeah. And I could not, you know, for the life of me, figure out why. What What was you Se- What you shooting seven, with? It was a seven mag. Didn't oh. knock him down, kill him, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, I've killed there with it for thirty years. Oh yeah. And uh, so I kept on hunting. And the last week of January, this deer walks out. It's feeding down the road there, and I don't pay it a whole lot of attention. You know, it's just a old doe and the deer's there 10 or 15 minutes probably and it, it turns to leave and i see a, a like a i never had any pictures of the deer's left side the deer turns to leave and i see his left side and he's got a big hole where the bullet had come out the top of his shoulder wow yeah and it was uh, I got my binoculars up, and then I could see the blood spots on his head. This deer had already shed his horn. Oh. So I went to doing a little checking and everything, you know, and they say when something's got an injury, they start shutting stuff down, to, you know, and right. the horns, Heal I back guess, up. the first thing they shut the blood off to because he lost his. Right. So I go back down and look for sheds for a while. Yeah. Never do find none, so... I was, uh, put the cameras back out this fall and man, I had him again. And uh, I was thinking he would be, I, I had, I had, I left the cameras out through the spring and I had pictures of him, uh, in March and was, he was healthy and, you know, yeah. in good shape. And I, you know, so I didn't have no doubt that he'd be there. And, uh, man, he, he was on the camera and instead of being messed up, he was bigger. Yeah. He had a bunch mm. of a bunch of kickers and stuff around the bottom of his head that he hadn't had in the past. But I mean, he was wider. His 
times were longer. I mean, everything about him was just bigger. I was just amazed. How much bigger? I, you know, it, it's hard to say. I have no idea. Uh, Would you say, I mean, you know. 10 inches, 20 inches? No, no. What, what I'm trying about? to ask is uh, I'm probably jumping your story real quick, but um, just, to, just to, for this little bullet point here, um, have you had him rough scored? Yes. What did he rough score? 190 and 4.8. Oh, oh, my gosh. Golly. Oh, my gosh. All right, so 190, everybody can see what a 190-inch buck looks like on the, you know, when we put this out. So what what do you think he was last year when you first, you know, when you got that picture up, I mean, when you shot him? Uh, You know, I, I would think that the deer was, you know, definitely in the uh, – Definitely in the highest 170s, you know, okay. uh, mid-170s or something. And, and all I'm going on is just I've looked at last year's pictures and this year's pictures, and he's, he's a he's – his widest point of his horns is at the tips. Right. And he's 23 inches out there. And last year, last year they curved in. So that gave me some right there because – uh, like inside, you know, where the horns turn in the middle, yeah. up by the threes or whatever, he was 20 inches inside. Right. Uh, but then he just kind of opened up. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how much he put on. He, he had a, a extra kicker this time. He had, he's had kickers on his twos every year. I've had pictures of him. Right. But, uh, so, you know, I, I really couldn't say exactly you know but i would think maybe mid 170s wow that's uh, a still a the world deer, class buck. the deer didn't weigh but 125 pounds with his guts out oh so you put 190 inches of horns on a 125 pound deer he's gonna he look looks massive. like he goes 250 yeah you know i mean it's it's crazy well hey ross but, back, back to where you were you know you said that you started getting pictures of him again and he was at that 190s where you were at, right? Yeah. The beginning yeah. of this year. Yeah. So I, I said I gotta, I gotta regroup on this. I gotta, I gotta get somewhere deeper in here where I can catch him earlier. And there's a, there's a big ditch that runs through the place, and there's only a couple, of, three or four places that they cross it, and a, a, a real thick cut over, and there's a buffer of trees uh, on this ditch that they didn't cut. And a fire break, and them deer travel that fire break. So I got, I knew everything was going to be tight because you can't see far at all. So I went and uh, I got me a little old shooting house from a from a friend of mine that was uh, it ain't seven foot off the ground, but I you know I could get in it and and be in it. Right. And I go down there and it takes quite a bit of effort to get it in there me and my buddy hollered in there with a tractor and get it set up uh you know i get it in there plenty early enough everything's used to it i go back there sometime last week and pull my cards and man he's he's kind of regular in the morning and i said well i'm gonna i'm on muzzleloader season opens i'm gonna go for all the rifles start going off and mm -hmm. uh you know and I went there Monday morning when that muzzleloader season opened. I was in there when it got light, sitting there. And, uh, you sit there, and 
I guess you don't really expect. I mean, I, I hunted him for hours last year, hours. And 45 minutes after daylight, he comes walking around the edge of the trail, and he's he's just turning his old head and his horns and stuff, going through them bushes like an old longhorn cow or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. he knows how to get them horns around. <clears throat> and he's walking straight at me. And uh, he finally kind of put his head down, and I got my gun out walked on up there and that thing kind of makes a turn and he turned broadside about 75 yards and I set it off and of course smoke went everywhere and I was fanning and blowing and everything <laughs> else trying to get the smoke out of front of me and, uh, when everything cleared I was looking down through there and didn't see nothing and didn't take any binoculars with me because you don't need them to see when it's him or not I looked through my scope, and his horns were sticking up over the sage grass. Mm. Well, then that's when it set in. I was trying to reload that muzzleloader. I couldn't even get the powder <laughs> in it hardly. So I, I get it reloaded, and here I go, headed down there. And I don't guess he even flinched. His legs was underneath him. He was dead as a hammer. Nicely. Yeah. Now, back back to uh, his body weight. Was he Was he that small? the year you shot him with that seven mag yes sir well i you know i don't know that he was i don't i it's hard to say you know on the pictures we've always said he looked small but you know did he look small because he had such a big old rack of horns on his head or right but uh the deer was in good health the deer was very fat when we skinny mm-hmm. uh so i i have no idea uh all his genetics were in his horns, weren't they? I guess so. Three, three, three people have aged the jaw bones at five and a half, and I just cannot see that myself. But, uh, and and one of them told me to take them to the DNR office down here right. and don't even tell them nothing. Don't show them no pictures, because you know they said, well, you know, we've seen these pictures and uh, aging him off his body, you would never consider him being over that but then you look at that set of horns and yeah you know how can he be that but uh but anyway so i'm gonna i'm gonna get him aged again but ever how old he is he ain't gonna get no older now <laughs> he's sure. as big as he's ever gonna get ain't he? he's as big as he's ever gonna get <laughs> that's right well i tell you what you need to do you need to take him to the deer show next year because i tell you what with a muzzleloader you probably just got the biggest Oh, yeah. Biggest you got buck. the biggest buck yeah. with a muzzleloader this year in Alabama. I uh, guarantee it. Man, I'll tell you, 191, did you say four eights? Yeah, 190 and four eights, yeah. 190, okay. Yeah, that is a monster. Well, being 125 pounds, or, you know, I, I guess he's, what, 150 pounds or so, you know, live weight, I, you probably didn't have to have too much help because you're a big old fella. I, you probably didn't have to have too much help dragging him out, did you? Threw him on his shoulder. <laughs> I, I, it really wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> probably how big he was getting him out of there was not going to be an issue there you go yep so this this was pi- uh private land yes sir all right about how big a track because this is what we've been talking uh talking about this year uh we've talked with some good you know some good hunters that are hunting small tracks and killing you know world-class bucks so what would you say you was hunting on uh acre wise it, it's uh the, the whole track is like it's around 270 acres. Right. And uh, it's, it's got four or five different 
stages of pine. I mean, it's all it's all timberland. It's all planted trees. Right. And uh, and and the, there's a there's a big ditch that runs through the middle of it. It's just really thick and a lot of you know a lot of brows and privets and and this deer just. I mean, I I got pictures of him in the same place for three years now. You know. Right. Uh, the 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 funny thing is, is like it's pretty much surrounded by uh, cow pastures everywhere. I mean. Oh. Uh, it's not like, it's not like, you know, he's living in the middle of a big soybean plantation or something right. other, right. you know, uh, right there within two or three, four or five miles, you know, I mean, I don't know if there's any row cropping, uh, you know, and so. So he grew that rack just off field grass and briars and everything else. As far as Pretty I know, pine edge. straw. Yeah. I may go to hunting in a pine thicket all the time. I see it. <laughs> Welcome to Alabama. <laughs> That's all we got over here is pine trees. Pines. Yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't I didn't tell everybody where you're from. You're from Georgia. Yeah, I'm from Somerville. I mean, it's, Somerville. Uh, where I kill the deer is not but about 20 miles from my house. We, okay. we uh, our county borders Cherokee County. And right. I mean, I can be in Alabama in just a minute, uh, but. You got any? You got any more bucks on camera on that same property that you killed this big one? No, I mean I I, I have some bucks, but I mean even if I had to kill this big one, it, there's nothing else there on camera that that I would ever, you know, even go to hunt, much right. less hunt hard. <clears throat> you know, I mean everything is everything is just basket rack sixes or eights or something, you know, and uh. We talk about it all the time, you know. Well, if he's been breeding those, something's something's got to get some genetics in there and grow something big later on. But yeah, uh, if he's not five and a half years old, that's you know, I guess a good reason why they ain't none, nothing else really showing up like him yet. But right, you know, <clears throat> something uh, something give him the genetics to grow what he's got. So. Yep. evidently there's some big deer in the area that's right and then you're talking about that you're you're sitting there hunting a 200 and so uh 270 par- wasn't it a parcel of land yeah. that's mostly trees and you got fields all around it so you got the bed in there you got the place where the deer are yep so yeah. I, I would yeah you definitely and if you don't have one move in after he's gone this year you know you'll probably in the next couple of years you'll probably have another real good shooter because that blood's there yeah you may even have two or three if you got a you know bunch of the same caliber deer yeah you know in the in the summertime or in the fall you know when you put the cameras out there'll be some there'll be you know quite a few bucks on there together and and, and there's some there's been some nice deer on there, nothing, mm-hmm. you know, even comparable to him, but some nice deer on there. But now once, once fall kind of comes around and, and the deer starts splitting up, you don't never, for two years, I, I don't get a picture of another good deer sitting with him in there, you know, right, right. They'll, he'll be, there'll be a picture of him and a spike or something, but I mean, you never get hardly any, any mature bucks on the camera or any of the cameras close for for that matter while he's been in there so well dang you I shot him with, got, I you, still got everything up 
you know, interesting to see what moves in. I, I think something else will show up. Yeah, you know, you... I don't expect it to be one like him, but, I, you know, I think there's going to be another dominant, mature, uh, mature deer move in there for sure. Yeah, usually that's what happens. When one <clears throat> mature buck gets taken out or moves on or whatever, there's usually going to be another one take his place because he's there for a reason and all the mother bucks know it. So they want to live where he's living because it's a good spot to live. Yeah. Uh, have you seen them boys over there in Atlanta killing them big old bucks? Oh that, yeah. That right there. I mean you, I mean you you live in Georgia, but you came to Alabama and you're killing the same caliber bucks they killing. But I tell you what, them boys right there, they got a gold mine, don't they? Yep. Uh, I've, I've never in my life. I'd have never thought two hundred inch deer be walking around in Atlanta. Yeah, oh, yeah. Most most of the Georgia records are from Fulton County. Yeah. Which is, you know, but I mean, we talk about it all the time. You go to Atlanta to the airport, there's one place there. If you come in through the back that you drive by, it ain't nothing but just a big hardwood swamp flat through there with a subdivision around it. And, you know, it's, there's all kind of lots like that down there. Yeah, that's where the big deer living. That's right. That's probably he's probably hunting that because a lot of his videos you can hear the airplane, the airport in the background. Oh yeah. Do you uh you still got a spot that you gonna hunt in Georgia this year? Oh yeah, I hunt I hunt here where I live and yeah. uh, you know we got some we got some pretty decent hunting but really uh our like our rut's kind of winding down right now. Uh, right. But uh hadn't had anything really really showed up on my cameras that made me really excited about going to hunt but now I, but you know I, I was thinking well i'll probably have to hunt this deer all you know right and kill him kill him the first morning so that makes it makes it a little easier to to go around here because usually once alabama opens i don't even hunt here anymore right. in the last couple of years uh, just because I've been hunting him, you know. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, and now now the pressure's off of him. You can kind of relax this holiday season. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can you can actually enjoy Christmas. Be now. at home for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh uh, man, I tell you what, that's that's a great story, Ross, and that's a great buck. And I'm glad you got him, man. I really am. I really am. That's a, and I'm glad you came on and told us the story. I mean. I had a lot of people. I sent the picture to a lot of people today on my phone, and you know, people just wanting to know all this. I said, "Hey, hey, hold up, man! You're gonna have to listen to the podcast." That's it. So, I mean, he's gonna be on there and tell you all about it. I, said, I hadn't talked to him. I didn't want to. I didn't want to ask him anything. You know, they were asking, "Was it with a bow or muzzleloader?" I said, "Well, hang on, man. Just listen when it comes out." That's it. <laughs> but um, that's a great book, man. I'm glad you got him, and I want to thank you for being on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, if you get another one, man, just. Send us a text or whatever, and Craig can come back on. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, thanks a lot, Ross. Yes, sir. 